Welcome everyone to Bloom. My name is Amanda, the host of this podcast, and I will be interviewing the women leaders and influencers of the world. I will be discussing with them about their trials and tribulations of how God has cultivated them to be the leader or influencer of the world. So if you feel called to leadership or in business or influencer, whether it be a podcast or Instagram, this is the place where you should be. And if not, still, you can sit back and laugh and enjoy the wisdom that will be poured out of each and every one of our guests. So let's go ahead and get started. Shalom, everyone. My co-host this week is not only my best friend, but she is an amazing woman of God on the move. Her name is Evelise Carmen. She is a mommy of five, um, an evangelist that truly has a heart for waking up the masses. Her ministry, Our Life, God's Plan, has brought forth a Bible study on the book of Ephesians. She also is an influencer on Instagram and a blogger as well. Welcome, my friend slash publicist, to Bloom. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm just so excited as we go ahead and dive deep into, you know, what you have um, to share with us. Yes, I'm a mother of five, three beautiful girls, two twin boys, age 19 to eight years old. I am a busy mom. I do go on Instagram and post whatever God tells me to post. I wouldn't say a big influence, but I influencer, but I do reach the people that God needs me to reach. Um, and my website is a blog. So if you're interested in just applying things to your daily walk or understanding um, struggles that you're having, that would be a good resource to use. Ourlifegodsplan.org. But thank you for having me. Yes, no problem at all. And her children are absolutely beautiful and their personalities and each one of them are so different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like Thank a you, beautiful Lord. coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to go ahead and get started um, to dive into the questions. So how did your childhood experiences shape you to be the woman you are today? So I was 15 years old when I became pregnant with my daughter. So I was already seeking attention, um, trying to find love. But I needed love, but I didn't um, know what love was. I thought love was just affection and physical physical affection. And that was even warped. Um, So I did get pregnant at a young age. Um, I can't even imagine my child getting pregnant at at her age. At at that age, I can only imagine the pain that I put my mother through. I had a lot of childhood trauma. So growing up, I did have a mother and a father in a house. I had my stepfather and my mom. They provided. They did what they could. Um, They loved me the way that they were taught how to love. So I don't blame them for a lot of things. But... They did form my personality when it came to what love was and what love looked like. I wasn't very emotional, emotional child at all. I never seen my mom cry. She just did what she had to do to get through life um, and take care of her responsibilities. So I kind of took that aspect of her, but I took a little too much of it because I became very emotionless 
and not able to deal with my emotions, but still seeking affection and love um, from a mother and father that I didn't receive from my parents. So I, of course, got pregnant at a young age, had a baby girl, and I had to do it. I had to become a whole nother person um, because before I had her, I drank a lot. I smoked. I was very respectful in front of my parents, did my chores, did whatever we were supposed to do. We were raised military, so we were very strict households. But outside of that, I knew if my mom didn't ask questions, I wasn't answering. I wasn't giving up any information freely. I've seen my sister get in trouble many times to know that I ain't talking about nothing that I do was very sneaky. If I didn't have her, I don't know where I would be at. Having her did help actually help molded me to be the person that I am today. It helped molded me to be a person that had to do what I had to do to make it just to keep food on the table for her. Also to prove other people wrong because I became a stereotype. All I would hear is, oh, she's pregnant. She's not going to finish high school. She's pregnant. She's not going to be anything. Oh, ex- all these things, all these variables that they had spoken over me. And at the time, I didn't know that those were curses. You know, I just knew I had to prove them wrong. My daughter, I can say, helped molded me be the, to be the, pers- the independent person that I am. When it comes to spiritual um, or following Christ, we, I was raised as a Catholic We went to Catholic church or mass, but it wasn't like all the time. We were more of a spiritual side, tarot cards, cleansings, things like that, but also went to Catholic church. I guess you can say the common or the well-known Hispanic religion family had all kinds of idols that were saints. So when it came to that part, it it didn't draw me closer to Christ. It kind of made me confused. To, not, to the person I am today, I have knowledge and now I can teach on those things. But I, and as I started to grow and become an adult, I was confused because I knew it spiritually worked. I knew um, that if I did a reading or if I did a cleansing, it worked because I was raised with those things working. But I didn't know that it wasn't God molded the person I am today. Right. So pretty much, especially when you were pregnant at um, 15 and that was your determination to, of course, finish high school. Um, You actually do have your nursing degree. Yes. um, Mm -hmm. And you've been a nurse for, was it? 10 years. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much what you had a lot of naysayers and you had a point to prove but it, it actually, that was your drive. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. want to be everything what everybody was saying that you were going to be. You beat the odds in that case. And also you growing up with that background, it almost, God used it in a way for you to be able to, of course, teach others and wake them up and realize like, hey, that is not of God. I know that it's mm-hmm. not of God because I live that and now I live this way. Yes. So it's, it really is like God has really been laying on my heart to awaken a lot of people because I get it. Like I was raised in that household to get dressed up and do these things. And it feels good if you feel like it's this or to, you know, be in the spirit realm, That's which not is always not fun as y'all think it might be. Um, because a lot of people practicing these things can't really see into the spirit realm. They just do it off of false discernment because they're being deceived. 
because if you could really truly see what you were doing, you wouldn't do it. That's for another discussion. But being raised that way is, it was, I think it made it harder because I didn't, I still didn't have a relationship with Christ. I still didn't have my identity. And the fact that I was so determined to prove everybody wrong, it was like, when you're always trying to prove to everybody, that's a whole nother part of you that leaves. Like you don't have an identity because if you're so busy proving yourself to people, people's opinion, you're never going to live up to that because no matter what I did or how I did it, I still didn't reach their approval. And it wasn't until I found Christ that I realized this is my identity. And I still will struggle to this day of, of it's only the people that I love closest to me, of course, because everybody else's opinion I can care less about because I don't see you. I don't know you. But it's still a struggle because it's something that I live with all my life. And I have to remind myself on a daily basis. This is who I am in Christ. This is what God says I am. This is what God says that I'm the type of mother that I am. This is how he sees me and not how the world sees me. But growing up trying to prove myself and find that false love like looking for love, it was like a whole warped identity. It wasn't until I found Christ that I realized this is who I am. And even after being baptized, it was about five years after that of realizing how much he actually loved me. Wow. So you looking for acceptance, I'm sure that played out in your relationship with God of maybe feeling like whether you were accepted by him or was he critical of, mm-hmm. of you? Yes, that definitely played a big role because you even though God knows your every move, he knows what you're going to do and how you're going to do it before you even decide he's, you know, the creative universe, universe. It's still like, am I good enough? God, did you really call me by name? You know, the devil knows the things that you deeply struggled with um, that caused you to stay in the life that you were in before you came to Christ. So once we let that, that, thought come back in our mind he knows how to play it and maneuver it to make you start thinking like god did you really call me by name did, am i really worth this am i really supposed to be a mom am i really x y and z because when jesus went back to his hometown no one accepted him and where are the people that we most want to be accepted by the people that are closest to us that's just reality um you can care less if people you don't know accept you but why can't they see that I'm this person? I know what you see, God, but why can't they? So if I allow the devil to play with that in my mind, it'll be like, I'll fall back. Not having self-identity really played a tragic role before I met I met Christ. Would you say that was your toughest lesson that you've learned thus far in your journey becoming an influencer? Because as an influencer, you definitely have to have that confidence, especially you putting out the kind of content that you Mm -hmm. do put out. It's definitely Holy Spirit driven. And also Mm -hmm. whether or not you will feel like the people that you're called to reach, will they accept what you're giving? Well, yes and no, because yes, I'll say the the no, because I'm not, I wouldn't say difficult because I don't know these people yet. I only say that it's difficult because I worry about what if I don't, say what God needs me to say. And I end up saying what I feel like he needs to say and I lead somebody astray. That is probably my biggest fear and my biggest pullback on some things is because I know God wants me to speak his truth and it's time to awaken his people. But it's like, what if I say something wrong or it's not time to say it or I say it at the wrong season for somebody and they're not in that area of their walk and they fall or they sway because of the things that I said. So that is 
in a terms, yes, it is. But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to put it out there. And God's going to let the people that he needs to receive it, receive it. And of course, there's people on there that will be like, oh, I have to unfollow you. or I can't follow you because you're not speaking the gospel truth or whatever the case may be. But it's like, I know what God told me. So I pray that your heart's open to receive it. So when it comes to people that always have an opinion or I know that they might, someone might have a spiritual, um, a religion relationship and not a connection spiritually with God, that doesn't bother me because that comes with the territory. But it's the people that he needs me to reach that what if I was to say the wrong thing, that would be a challenge or most right. difficult. Yeah. And it's so understandable, especially because a lot of things that we say, you know, will be judged for, you know, what we choose to put mm-hmm. out there. And especially with you having children, now I definitely want to move into to speak about them, especially because one of your, um, your children, Jaleesa, She's already a little influencer. Yes. Yes. She is. And she's a follower of Christ. So Uh what is your hope for her um, generation of influencers coming up, especially how God wants to use her even right now? Lord. So for like her, she's 11. And she, since she's been little, has like always talked about Jesus is like questions like, why did we kill our king? Why did we have to do this to him? Like had a heart for him. Even when she just talks to her classmates coming home to tell me, she's like, I think I made someone love God. Like, I think I, you know, it's just like to keep that childlike faith, to keep that hope. I feel like as we get older, our faith in people die. So our tolerance to dealing with them dies. And it's like, either you're going to believe or you're not going to believe or keep it moving. And we can't Mm -hmm. be like that. We have to keep that childlike faith to where no matter what that person does, they still have a chance to come home to Christ. So for our new generation, because they want things like a microwave so quick that they don't give up on people too fast, that they keep the the faith that God has given them for people to receive people, to reach people. Because I feel like if they don't get their way or see a thousand lights or a million views when they're preaching, they just stop because they think they're not doing good enough. And it's just, you can get 10 views and those 10 people have received Christ and is safe instead of a million views and none of them are safe. I hope they just keep their, their that faith, that childlike faith um, when it comes to reaching people. Because I feel like when we get older, circumstances, society, our life, adventures, journey can change that. And I want that to stay in them. Yeah, especially like you were saying in the very beginning that you don't have a large following yet. I mean, definitely have a large following, but it's not necessarily about the numbers because Uh we're here to just plant seeds and God does the rest because Uh you can only have one person watching you. However, that one person can, you know, affect the masses. And I Uh definitely feel like that's definitely a good advice for the young generation of influencers coming up that, hey, not everything is about the number of followers. Uh It's definitely about how you're actually influencing someone and the way that you're actually choosing to go that route of influencing them. Uh Yes, because that, like you had said, that one person can be a prophet and touch many people off of what you just planted that seed into them. That one person can be a pastor and they don't even know yet, but because you planted that seed and watered it that for that one person, they were able to reach millions of people. 
So just stay focused on the plan of God, not what the world says you have to have, not what the world tells you to look at, not what the world tells you to the money wise or oh, if you don't do this and you won't be successful. It's just like stay on God's plan. For years, you can have just two, three, four, five followers. But those three, four, five people can make the biggest impact all because you stayed focused, because you helped them stay on their solid, solid rock. And then you introduce them to somebody else that can help them further in their journey. And then that person, it's like you're the body. So you're like you're passing it off, right? You're passing it off to the rest of the body of Christ. So just know that the season that you're in, the purpose that God has given you is your purpose. Don't go to everybody else. Don't look at everybody else's followings. Don't look at what everybody else is doing. Focus on what God has called you to do because your impact can be the plug and everybody else is just the extension cord. But because right. what God has you plugged into, you're able to push out. Right. And it's more so of like being faithful in the little. Like he'll definitely mm-hmm. test us in that area to see how faithful we are with the three or four before he releases the multitudes to us. So mm-hmm. I think mean, that's, that's very good advice, especially um, for her at 11 years old. And she already has like what, 1.2. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she had almost three point something million views on a TikTok on one of her Jesus, I think it's like a Jesus TikTok. My baby has like, is Jesus something? And I'm like, how? (laughs) First of all, you're 11. And I don't even, I don't even understand, but she has a way to speaking to people and they receive it. She has such a good open heart that she receives it. All of my kids have like a loving heart, but they're all in different journeys of their walk. My oldest daughter is in college. She has a different type of journey. She has different struggles that she's dealing with, but she still has a good heart to where she wants Christ. But due to, you know, society's influences and things like that, and me, you know, raising her as basically like a sister, you know, she has a different upbringing than my three younger children have. My three younger children are very close to God. Like they are all about um, the Lord because I found God later in life than when I raised my two older daughters. And I, but I know God has a plan for all of them. I just have to be patient be, because I influence the two oldest in a different way than I influence the younger ones. Things play out. So it's just like basically waiting on the Lord now and to things that he has, is doing in the spirit to manifest in the physical. They all have a heart that God's going to use. And this is like for any like mothers or anybody that's listening and feel like their kids are swaying away from God. Just be patient. And just stand on the faith that God has shown you because like me, it wasn't until I was 30 till I really received who Christ was. And I'm sure for people that were looking in like, man, she is going to go to hell. Like my that poor girl is on a wayward slide. Like she is out there, you know, but God knew what he called me to do. He knew that I was going to come back home. So stay in prayer, stay in faith. For your children because it might not be on the time that we want it but it's always on god's time god's going to be like all right enough's enough come home now um so just stay faithful to god and he will be faithful to you even when it comes to your children teach them up in the ways even if you feel like they're a teenager and you're just finding god you're still planting those seeds in those teenagers hearts for them to always come back to the lord right it's all about just standing on his promises and his 
course, his promises, his words say pretty much they are yes and amen. So where do you actually see yourself in the next five years? To tell you the truth, I don't, I have goals, my personal goals, but sometimes God's like, oh, that's nice. Um, But this is what you're going to do. So my personal goals that I would love to see myself is like, you know, my dream of having a store, like, you know, a modest store for women that that we can still be beautiful, but not naked. Um, Things like that. But I don't know what God's going to do because the world is changing so much. So his journey might have to be like, oh, I know you want that. But next five years, I still need you to focus on Instagram or I need you to focus on your book or your Bible studies or continue where you're at. So I don't know. I really right. don't know. Because it, it's, you know, it's our life, but God's plan. Yeah. Like, so it's <laughs> like my plan is to open up this clothing store and this clothing line, but God's plan could be like, mm, that's nice. But no, I have something different for you. Like I can have hopes all I want to, but God's like, I'm not going to give that to you until you be fully obedient to what I need you to do because you still have people that I need you to reach. And maybe that's not right. season. So, I mean, I have hopes for that's what I want. And I'm sure if I was to do it, God has always been gentle with me and blessed me with things that and helped me prosper in everything that I do. It's just, I don't think that I can say what, where do I see myself? Because it's like, God, where do you see me at? Where do you need me to be at? Because I can see myself in Mexico on a beach, relaxing in the sun and God's like, mm, I don't see you there. I see you over here <laughs> studying. Like, you know, so it's like, I know what I want to do. But sometimes God's like, I need you to do this before you can even think about any of those things. Because right now I feel like we are at war. Like the enemy's not resting. And a lot of us have been resting. And the mm. time is not to rest. Because the things that are coming is not for a rest. Mm-hmm. That's the whole word. You know, I'm I'm the same way. When people always ask me, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? I I have no idea because that's not the really way that I live my life. Like you said, I know what I desire to do. God, I just, I just follow. Like I don't really necessarily lead. Um, I've tried that and it didn't work out. <laughs> so now I just yield and I surrender. And I'm saying, whatever you're taking us, like whatever you're you know you're doing, I'm following you. Let's um, go so, for the ride. Right. So in this season, what area in your life is God challenging you? <sighs> My patience, Lord. Yeah. Well, just patiently waiting on him. I know that he is calling me to do some things and me just being obedient to what he's calling me to do and trusting in him. So for me, it's like I like things to be done. And I'm not a patient person when it comes to getting things done. I like to know the ins and outs. I like to have everything directed like this is a one, two, three, four, five, like the whole plan out, the whole list out of what I need to do. God is not like that with me. So that is probably so challenging for me because it's like he has prepared me. But I'm like, all right, God, what's next? What's next? And he's like, well, you tell me, no, I don't want to. I want you to tell me how you want me to do this and which way should I go with X, Y, and Z. And he's like, I already told you, but because my mind will be like, no, can you really do that? Or you don't have the finances for that? Or should you actually, it's like doubting. It's like just doubting the, the possibilities of God. 
because of my like stopping myself and being patient and be like, no, God has called me to do this. Just do it. That's probably like my biggest challenge right now. So just facing the, you know, jumping. The yes. To the yeah. Yeah. That would probably be mine for sure. So what is the legacy God is leading you to leave for your children? So I wouldn't say I have for my personal legacy, it's his legacy. So it, it would be like not to remember me as my, me myself, but to remember the glory that God, all the trials and tribulations that I've ever been through, all the things that my children have seen happen, that they seen God through all of it. That is the legacy that I want to leave is that they see the glory of God through everything that I've done. Not just that's my mom did that. My mom did that. No, my mom did that because she had faith. My mom did prayed and things moved mm. because God was with her. My mom was able to achieve her goals because God helped her through everything or her strength came from like, I want them to see that part, not me. That is my, the strongest my, of desire that I truly have. I don't have, of course, children yet, but my nieces mm-hmm. and nephews and that's yes, all you are, mom. I just, <laughs> that is all that I desire is that they remember and the like that's pretty much the same legacy I is that to love Jesus. Mm-hmm. To love Jesus because that alone makes you rich. That alone mm-hmm. is your inheritance. That alone is who you are called to be and to do. That alone is who you are. And my aunt, she showed me that. She demonstrated the love of Christ and how mm-hmm. she worshiped him and prayed and how she just lays out on the floor and they think mm-hmm. that I'm weird now, you know. Because you know why? Because they saw they it's you, they see this because I saw it. It's like a whole, like God has did a cleansing in you, like from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, the person that you are today is not the person that you were seven years ago or six years ago. Like he has done so much work in you that you just see his presence. Like they can't say like my auntie is the same that she was four years ago. That would be a four or five years ago. That would be a lie from the devil because I could be like, I've never seen her pray before. I've never seen her open up so much than how she is now. They see the glory of God in you because I see it. And I know other people that they was to go on your Facebook and see who you were to who you are today for a what? God did that. Like you are a testimony in itself without even yeah. words being said. Yeah, I think that's why I... I think that's why I leave the pictures on there just because it's all just to show the transformation of what God can really do. I don't even be on Facebook, but I don't delete. I I did not ever feel led to actually delete them because that's just like deleting my past. Like I'm trying to hide it. And some people, he may lead you to do that. Mm -hmm. But for me, I did not really feel led to do that because I wanted everyone to see, Hey, this is where she was, but look where she is now. And it's, of course, you know, like you said, it's all glory be to God. Mm-hmm. And yes, he, he he had to, you know, clean me up from the inside out and still. I literally working. just saw this vision of you. Amazing. And that's why you're having, that's why those things are saved right now. Okay. Wow. Coming soon, her women conference. This is why she is my publicist. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. I literally is. just saw. Oh my God. Because I'm like the comparison that you're going to be showing people a visual. Like they're going to be like, oh my God, the the hope that God is going to give people through you as his willing vessel is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm pretty excited. And I definitely, 
is um, a dream of mine to have a conference. She um, is, it yeah. is not a dream. It's going to happen. Okay. And this is why everyone, she is my publicist. <laughs> my publicist. <laughs> Women's conference coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on Bloom with me. I greatly appreciate you um, sharing your advice and your wisdom, um, pouring out just what everything that God has poured into you. And of course, sharing a little bit about you, the trials and tribulations that you personally have gone through. And of course, being the woman that you are now. And I'm so excited for your journey because you're definitely just getting started. And what I love about you is, of course, you know, you taught me how to dream. I've shared that with you before, mm-hmm. but your dreams, and how you are just so determined. There's so much drive in you to make those dreams actually come true. You don't just talk about it. You actually do make plans to make sure those dreams come to pass, whether it's for God's timing or not, but you don't hesitate. And that's truly what I love about you. And the fact that you're just, you're literally waking up the masses. And when you guys actually check out her Instagram, you will actually see what I'm, what I'm actually saying. She's really just uncovering things in the body of Christ and to the, the unbelievers, really just bringing truth to the surface and really diving in deep, going and speaking on things that no one would want to speak about in the church. So it's a, this, zeal that she has this boldness that she has for the love of christ and i'm just so excited and i can definitely say it call her she is she is my best friend and my sister in christ mm-hmm. while we are speaking about your instagram please go ahead and tell them about um, how everyone is able to reach you and of course you know get your bible study okay yes yeah, so my instagram is at evilise carmen i-v-e-l-i-s-s C-A-R-M-E-N. So my first and last name, Evelise Carmen. On there, you can actually go to a link and it will take you to my website, which is our life, God's plan, one word.org. And once you go on there, there is blogs that you can review um, how to get rid of soul ties. Um, there's prayers. There's um, why you should journal, things to help motivate you in your daily walk. And then you can actually go on to the shopping cart area and it will have my Bible study, which is book of Ephesians um, made as a personal journal so that you are reading and receiving your personal revelation that God has given you in your journey. Um, as you're reading the book of Ephesians, I think that's a great book to read when you are trying to find your identity in Christ and who you are. So if you're in that stage of life, life, please order it. If you order it through my website, it is $25, so it's cheaper. But if you go to Amazon, it is more expensive because Amazon has its own personal ways of uh, pricing things. So it's 30 on Amazon for a soft copy. A hard copy is 35 But if you order it on the website, the hard copy is 30 The, so- the paperback copy is um, 25 Or you can actually get it for a PDF file but it won't come with the parts that you can journal in. It will just be the questions and the writings, and that's only for $10. And that's on the link in my Instagram bio. Also, I have a coffee mug and some hoodies just to inspire you that you are loved and that you are chosen by God 
and that your identity is in him. And it all goes around the book of Ephesians. Also, me and Amanda have came together with both of our ministries to do um, The Chosen Ones, which is evangelizing to the youth into um, our rural areas that people that cannot seem to get to church or to understand the love of God. We'll be doing worship night, concerts, movies in the parks, things to draw the people together, the youth together. And when I say youth, um, youth isn't just children. The youth, um, if you didn't know, or the adolescents, the youth is age 32 um, and under. That is, you know, in our American society, that is the youth. So to come out and get closer to God, understand who he is and how much he loves you, your identity. And we'll just be showing the true love of God, speaking his truth and not the world's version of what what the truth is. No, yeah, and it's, um, it's just moving by the power of the Holy Spirit. So definitely uh, deliverance and salvation and teaching and whatever Prayer. Holy Spirit, yeah, whatever Holy Spirit is just having us do. I mean, we're expecting signs, wonders, and miracles. I mean, this is the season, um, the era that we are in, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is, mm-hmm. he is the same God that did those things, that he's still doing those things today. And that's what the word tells us. That's what the, we believe in the great commission that Christ gave us to those. We said that the greater works than they would do, that we would do um, than him. So we're definitely mm-hmm. excited. That will definitely be coming soon um, to your inner city. Uh, we're going definitely going to the urban communities, the ones that people don't really even know or feel like Christ even knows who they are. So it's definitely us just mirroring who Christ is to them. And yep, I was just so excited for this to get started. Um, you can actually go on to the website as well. And um, I will definitely leave that in the bio for you to go on. And we actually have t-shirts and hoodies for you guys to purchase. Yes. And those funds will, will be going to for us to be able to equip them with of course, her Bible study, Bibles, and just food. It's definitely going to be like a three-day event. Free event. Yeah, it's definitely going to be free for them. Um, but of course, it does cost for everything mm-hmm. to do what we are um, calling um, to be to them at that time, just being the hands and feet of, of Jesus. And that's truly mm-hmm. what it's all about. Thank you so much, Easy, for blessing us and gracing us with your presence. If you don't mind, go ahead and closing us out in prayer. Lord God, I just praise you. I thank you for today. I thank you for your servant, Amanda, Lord Father. I thank you for her being your will of it vessel that you are working through, Lord Father. I thank you for just calling us by name, Lord Father, drawing us closer to you, Lord God. I thank you for building us up and getting us through our past so that we can testify today, Lord Father, to help other people that may be struggling in their journey with you or struggling in their walk um, to come to coming to you, Lord Father. I ask that you continue just to bless this podcast, Lord Father. Bless it with provision and abundance, Lord Father. I pray that when people are listening to it, their hearts are open to receive it. Their ears are open to hear, Lord Father. And that you just continue to pour your anointing out on Amanda, Lord God. Continue to work through her, Lord Father, and work through the guests that she'll be having on this podcast, Lord Father. I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy for it is sufficient enough for us, Lord God. And I praise you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tune in next time when we speak with the next leader or influencer here on The Womb. If you have any questions or prayer requests, 
please feel free to reach out to me by email at global at dearlybelovedministries.org. May your beautiful soul be at rest and the strength of the Lord most high be upon you.